When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SCP-2998, Anomalous Transmission, 2485 MHz. When the average person thinks of an alien, they'll often picture a small, gray creature with large eyes, or perhaps a more ferocious, black-skinned creature from a film series. Fans of Lovecraft's Cthulhu Mythos might conjure up images of amorphous blobs or unimaginable cosmic entities, The SCP universe has no shortage of alien creatures, although many of them don't exactly come from outer space. One of the most interesting examples of alien life interacting with our own is SCP-2998. The SCP report takes on a unique format, as it goes through a progression of different iterations, showing a sort of timeline of events for these alien interactions. Some consider this SCP to be a little confusing, so I'll do my best to summarize and explain. Before we get to the traditional information we expect from an SCP, however, we first see a notice from the director of the Record Keeping and Information Security Administration. She informs us that this document contains a series of false documentation related to SCP-2998. Due to a strangely resilient info hazard, the Foundation can't seem to delete these documents but eventually we'll reach the current, accurate information. SCP-2998 is an electromagnetic signal with a frequency of 24,085 MHz with an indeterminate origin source, although it can apparently be found throughout our entire solar system. The Foundation modified standards worldwide for radio frequencies and electronic manufacturing so that no civilian piece of equipment could pick up the signal. The signal was originally believed to be simply white noise that was being anomalously broadcast across great distances, but eventually the Foundation found and decoded information being broadcast along with the signal. This information turned out to be video footage of a humanoid entity floating in a dark room under extreme physical distress. It would seem that the figure is being held in place and harmed using telekinetic forces, This footage doesn't give a great amount to go on as far as why or how this is being broadcasted to us, but the Foundation is continuing to work on decoding further information. The next iteration of the document, written sometime later, provides a number of new details. The Foundation has learned that the signal is not being broadcast from a single place, although further research is required to figure out exactly where it's coming from. Additionally, they discovered that certain humans possess abnormal nerve bundles in their brains that allow them to perceive additional information from the signal. The Foundation is starting to purposefully expose both personnel and D-class individuals to the signal to discover more about it. More time passes, and the Foundation learns that the signal is actually not originating from any point in space that we can find it seems to be coming from a source that transcends four-dimensional space and is emerging into our universe, 
Those individuals that have been found to possess the unique nerve bundle, dubbed the Rosetta Cluster, are being exposed to the signal for 12 hours every day, followed by a debriefing. When someone with a functional Rosetta Cluster hears the signal, they also begin hearing a high-pitched sound alongside it, and they soon begin having seizures. During the seizures, the individuals speak constantly with no apparent meaning, although as time goes on, they grow more coherent. This continues for as long as they are exposed to the signal, and they retain some memories after they recover. Interviews with two affected individuals shows that they perceive the experience as more of a strange fever dream, and when the interviewer mentions something named Adidal, the individual immediately states, All glory Adidal, all power, all fall before Adidal, all light bends, all sound spreads, all glory. One of them describes a feeling of being larger than everything in the universe, with a sense of being above everything else. They also mention someone named Ruhar, and that they committed a crime. The other individual describes the experience as watching a 3D movie with all of his senses, but unable to understand the language. He goes on to describe the plot of this movie as we would understand it. He describes an entity, neither male or female, with great power and respect, like Al Capone. There's also another entity who wants to take his place, but knows that he can't just go after the leader himself, so he goes after his family in order to send a message. He hurts them in ways we can't really comprehend, beyond just physically or mentally. In retaliation, the leader entity captures him, and tortures him in a similar manner, publicly and for all time to send a message to any others who would attempt something similar. It seems clear that the leader goes by the title of Adidal, and the one being tortured is Ruhar. The next iteration is when things start really to involve humanity. At one point, while monitoring the video footage from the signal, researchers found that a long period of time passed with the floating entity no longer in pain. While it was normal for there to be periods where this would occur, this was a much lengthier event than normal. During this event, eight D-class personnel with Rosetta clusters that were currently being exposed to the signal experienced simultaneous seizures. Afterwards, the entity remained unconscious after the D-class were removed from the testing room, and then the signal stopped broadcasting entirely. During transfer to a medical site, all eight D-Class overwhelmed the escort team and fled from custody, displaying an unusual amount of cooperation, since they had never been given a chance to communicate with one another, and researchers believed prolonged exposure to the signal had caused motor deficiencies in the D-Class. With the next iteration, the SCP document changes drastically, with it now possessing a Keter object class. Two years after the 8D class fled from the Foundation, an alien object approached and stopped near Earth. The object consisted of 512 pods linked together, although practically nothing else is known about it. This object began transmitting new signals to Earth that were picked up by radios, televisions, cell phones, GPS devices, and other electronics. The signal seems to take over control of humans, currently 3,400 of them and the Foundation is attempting to capture or terminate as many of these affected individuals as possible. 
These individuals show advanced cooperation with one another without verbal communication, but also suffer from periodic motor deficiencies and hemorrhaging. The Foundation so far managed to capture five affected people alive, but three of them killed themselves using their teeth or nearby objects. One of them destroyed her vocal cords and gave herself brain damage, but the final one gave a successful interview to the Foundation. The individual spoke in a strange, halting way, but the alien controlling them did provide some new info. Adidal came to our world to find a fugitive, named Ruhar, who escaped here. We learn that these aliens don't exactly possess physical bodies themselves, but are more of an idea that can move into different forms, sometimes only existing as a thought. Due to the abnormal Rosetta cluster present in some humans, Ruhar was able to unexpectedly transfer his consciousness to a group of D-Class. Adidal sent a single ship with 512 of his agents to take over as many humans as possible in order to find Ruhar's consciousness. The facility where this captured individual was being held was soon overrun by affected humans, and the Foundation began working on a project that would stop these signals from reaching Earth. The next iteration changes the SCP document even more, with it seemingly written by someone controlled by the aliens. Ruhar has taken over a great number of humans, and the forces of Adida landed on Earth to continue their efforts of wiping out Ruhar. The documentation of the SCP Foundation is used as religious propaganda, and a war is taking place between the two alien forces, mainly focused in North America, with humanity caught in the middle. A small percentage of humans prove to be immune to being taken over by the aliens of either side, but humanity is largely lost. The next iteration is largely meant to be the same text, but the letters of many words have been jumbled or changed, as it seems the database has been corrupted. We find in the footnotes of this iteration, however, is a series of communications between immune survivors of the alien war. The Foundation's connectivity is largely damaged, due to their own efforts to block the signals, the aliens landing and taking over the Foundation, and from the fighting during the war. But the footnotes feature still works. We learn that the aliens neutralized or moved as many Keter-class SCPs as they could off-world, but there are still a large number of anomalies that the aliens now have to look after. One of the survivors says that the 8D-class that Ruhar took over were killed by the Foundation three days after they escaped, possibly implying that there was no war, Ruhar is dead, and the other aliens took over the planet themselves in a futile search. They concoct a plan together of combining two separate Keter objects, SCP-055 and SCP-579. 055 is an anti-memetic object, meaning that no information about its form, properties, or history can be remembered by anyone after leaving its presence. It could be incredibly dangerous, and no one would ever remember that it is. 579 is something just as unknown, as practically all info about it has been expunged, but it is known to be highly dangerous. There is a reference to Roger's proposal for SCP-001, about not being able to fit a round peg into a square hole, referring to 055 and 579. One of the survivors is sent to get 055 and bring it to 579, putting the round peg into the square hole. 
The next iteration is the same document, but completely blacked out, leaving the document effectively blank. The following iteration is actually blank, with no text whatsoever. Finally, we get to the last iteration of SCP-2998, and a notice at the top tells us that this is the only accurate one. The object class is listed as safe, and the description tells us that 2998 is a signal broadcast throughout the universe, which seems to just be white noise, although researchers are hopeful to continue working on the decoding process to figure out more. So what happened? It would seem that by combining those two unknown SCPs, the universe effectively reset itself back to a time when the Foundation first discovered the signal. Events were turned back in time, the aliens no longer had a presence on Earth, and everyone forgot what had happened. Things went back to exactly as they were, except for some odd reason, the various iterations of SCP-2998 could not be edited or deleted in any way. Whether the Foundation believes that those events occurred or not is unclear, but they put up a notice at the beginning that all iterations except the final one were falsehoods. If they choose not to believe it, unfortunately, it would seem that history will end up repeating itself. To quote the author of the SCP, the horrifying part of SCP-2998 is not that these aliens came here and took over humanity. It's that they did it simply to recapture a criminal. It's often the SCP Foundation's mode of operating to accept collateral damage if the ends justify the means. It's interesting, then, to see an instance of alien creatures that operate in a similar way. SCP-2998 can be a conflicting SCP, as it involves some massive-scale events and then the resetting of the universe, but it's done in such a unique way that garners a lot of praise. Hopefully, the Foundation takes a good look at those permanent iterations, as those who cannot learn from history are doomed to repeat it.